Hello, my friends. Welcome to Spiritual Conversation, honest and joyful explorations of ideas to help us align with our true spiritual purpose and live our best lives. I am your host, Jacqueline Clare, mermaid of the airwaves, here to take your hand and go on some deep dives together. And today, I am seizing the opportunity that is February, right? Chocolates, teddy bears, pink and red. Will you be my sweetheart? This is a month that has been commercially designated to celebrate love, particularly in its romantic aspects. And yes, it is commercial. Yes, you should feel no pressure, whatever your status, to observe this month, however you however you choose, but I'm taking the opportunity to, to explore some interesting facets of generosity and love with you today. And I hope that if this resonates with you, that there's, there's a bit in here that helps your love be deeper, more authentic, that your relationships with your partner, your children, your neighbors, your colleagues, your family, your close friends may have more, more of that power of the Holy Spirit, like more of that power of true love flowing through it. And that you as an individual has greater inner peace. So the first aspect, two aspects I want to talk about with you today, and the first is relatively quick, and then the second we're going to go do more of our deep mermaid dive into. The first on generosity, and to remember that there are two primary sides to the generosity coin. There is to give, which we'll talk a little bit more about in the part two of this, and there is to receive. And some people have trouble with either one, but I think the receptive part is the one that's maybe less acknowledged, that some of us may have trouble receiving love truly, you know, receiving a compliment or receiving love without immediately thinking, oh, they don't really mean it, or oh, they're just saying that because you know, they, they know I want them to, or whatever it is, or like allowing people to do something nice for us, allowing people to do a favor for us, allowing people to give and be generous, to give a gift. (sighs) For some of us, that's hard. And if you're one of those people where you like to be the giver and you don't like to seem needy or anything like that, Maybe frame it for yourself that by receiving a gift of whatever it is, of attention, of a material good, of love, of support, by receiving that gift, you are actually giving a gift. You are allowing that other person the pleasure of giving to you. 
And I know, I know some of you, and particularly my experience, women, like this is one of the harder things, probably men too. That's unfair of me. I shouldn't have said that. Rewind. We have different ways of expressing this, but that there, there is a bigness and there is a generosity in allowing someone to give you a gift, whatever that gift may be. So some of you breathe, I can feel your white knuckles already. You know what I mean? So that was one aspect I'd like to share with you. And I, I hope you, you take that to heart, you know, and if unexpectedly somebody gives you a compliment, somebody shows you a kindness, there's an opportunity for someone to help you out, for someone to babysit your kids or co-sign on that apartment or whatever it is that you consider letting them because it does feel good to to give something to someone that makes their life brighter and better. Now for part two, another really fascinating and I think underexplored aspect of generosity and in, in love in particular, and I don't mean just romantic love, I mean anywhere where there is affection, a genuine affection, uh, which, which occurs in our friendships and our family relationships with our neighbors who we're building community with, and even sometimes professionally to some degree, um, especially if you're like an artist like me, like, you know, Luke Slott, Amanda Palmer, people who have uh, patrons and that sort of thing, uh, people who have like people who support them out of just a, a freely given support, um, not a transactional exchange of goods and services rendered and that sort of thing. So let's just say you have someone in your life, someone in your family that is really lovely, really wonderful. Like you genuinely appreciate this person in your life and you, you appreciate them. You're grateful and you want to do something nice to them to because they deserve it, you know? And so, you know, you want to send a thank you card. Uh, you want to give them a gift. You want to cook them dinner. You want to give them a massage. You want to, you want to, uh, fix their car. You want to do something to show your appreciation. And that is wonderful. And you should, <laughs> and in all things that we talk about, when we try to go underneath the surface, when we look at the spiritual and psychological elements, remember that what happens on the outside may not change. Okay. So you can give this thing, this dinner, this, this thank you card from a place of true love, or you can give this gift from a place of fear and it may look the same on the outside. Okay, so I'm not saying don't give good gifts and, and show your appreciation. Absolutely do. And I'm definitely not advocating to judge anyone else's motives ever for these things. I'm taking a deep spiritual dive with you to examine something. So you want to reciprocate, right? You want to show your appreciation to someone for being wonderful. Examine because this is a human tendency and it has some like really gnarly ego roots to it. If in showing your appreciation because they deserve it, the thank you card, the dinner, etc., 
if you are actually compelled to do that thing because you want to incentivize your loved one to continue to be wonderful, right? Like, like training a dog, like giving a dog a treat, which ultimately has an undercurrent of fear. Like you are melted by love and affection that is freely given. And then the ego mind gets in there and says, oh, this is really good and I don't want this to go away. So I am going to reward my loved one for being wonderful so that they will keep being wonderful. So I'm going to cook the dinner, I'm going to give a massage, or I'm going to send a thank you card, or I'm going to offer to run an errand for them to reward them, to keep them being wonderful. And I'm sure when I put it in those words, you can already hear this. You can already hear how there's something disingenuous about that. And again, on the surface, it may look the same. You can be very genuine and do that same thing and it's great. Or you can be disingenuous, not even realizing it, doing that thing. And you're planting some seeds that are not good because it's, it's coming from a place of fear. It is really ego by the definition, edging God out. You're actually, you're actually taking something that was freely given and starting to turn it into a dance of control. If I reward you for being wonderful to incentivize you to keep being wonderful, then that is me attempting to control you. And not out of a place of like, you know, I don't know, weird, you know, totalitarianism. It's actually from this very tender place of fear, right? It's not trusting the love or support that is freely given. So in this scenario, right, where we have you giving in order to keep their affection, their wonderfulness, to reward them so that they'll keep being good, you have two options. The ego has two options. Either your loved one stops being wonderful because unconsciously they pick up on these weird vibes or your patron stops supporting you or your neighbor stops, you know, doing whatever you were appreciating them doing. So then that's a self-fulfilling thing, right? Your fear becomes vindicated that in fact, yes, you cannot trust love, right? That you're, you, you self-actualized, or what is that? It, it's a self-fulfilling thing where you feared that something would stop and then it did because of your own action. So, and that's the ego's goal, right? It wants to keep us um, from connecting with God and connecting with other people at a really true level. So that's one possibility. The, the, self-fulfilling prophecy and the ego wins substitute whatever devil you know that like those, those ugly forces or said loved one continues to be wonderful they continue to freely give but because 
you have built in your construct that you are controlling this, you are incentivizing this, then you get to tell yourself the story that they are continuing to be wonderful because what you did worked. Not because they're operating from a free place of wanting to be who they are and give in the way they want to give, but because your system of reward is working and so they are perpetuating the actions which you appreciate. So then you are blocking yourself from just receiving because you have it in your mind that you are the cause of this, right? You are actually controlling this situation, which then creates a very exhausting loop. You have made yourself into the hamster on the wheel because that means, and there's that fear again, that if what you're doing is working and that's why this person continues to be wonderful, then you have to keep doing what you're doing to incentivize them to keep them to be wonderful. So the ego has a double trap. It's got you seeking to control that other person and thinking that it's working. And then it also has you being a total slave to this whole situation, to that other person and, and more so to the story that you're telling yourself. So then there can be no rest there can be no ease, you know, because you're on this hamster wheel. And in fact, it leads to, can lead to great resentment because you're over here exhausting yourself, right? The hamster on the wheel to incentivize, you know, your, your neighbor, your patrons, your lover, whoever it is, your children even, um, to be wonderful. But it's coming from this place of fear and control and you're just blocking an actual flow of love. So I wanted to share that mental construct to invite you to just take a deep breath. If there is this uncomfortable sense that some of this might be a little bit true for you. And I think just becoming aware of it, as in all things, is just a huge step. You, you don't necessarily need to do some massive amount of unpacking or anything like that. Just become aware that this is a, a human propensity. This is a possibility that, you know, we think we're being loving and generous and kind, but sometimes we're really afraid and we're seeking to control and we're creating a trap for both parties and just become aware take a deep breath, acknowledge your humanness. And I think of Romans, if those of you familiar with the Bible, uh, Romans three through eight, which is what I'm reading right now. Um, and I think it's Paul talking to the Galatians and it's this, this fairly like reiterated explanation um, about grace versus reward and which is kind of the same thing we're talking about here that we do not earn grace by works or by following the law we want to do good works and we want to follow the law just like i encourage you 
to be kind and wonderful, most particularly to the people who are kind and wonderful to you in your life. But that it is not through those things that we earn true love or that we earn God's grace. These things flow freely from pure hearts. And ultimately, as Abdul Baha said, true love, like let it be with a ray of the infinite love. Love is something that that is not generated by us. It is something that flows through us from God. And it is coming from a pure place when we recognize that, that this is not solely about you and me. This is about us opening our hearts, receiving God's grace and shining it back out to you. And remember that love is exceptionally vulnerable. And I'm, I'm not even talking about like, you know, sharing your secrets and letting someone in and all that stuff. I just mean that very tender experience of being able to love someone without trying to control them. Being able to love and receive love without the fear of loss choking it to death. It's very vulnerable, or at least that's how it feels in our, in our human physical bodies and, and in this material reality where that ego force is such a strong presence. And that, that's why we try to control it, right? Because that feels less vulnerable. We get to put on our, our suit and we get to do this thing. Um, but we're really, we're just really blocking out true love and ultimately the purpose of our lives, which is to grow closer to God and to soften our hearts and to let God move us closer to him, to that which God is. So this month, when you love, let it, allow it to be, let it be with a ray of the infinite love. And trust that God has totally got your back, that you can afford to love and you can afford to receive and you can be this light, whether you have a sweetheart or not, you know, be this light to your family, to your friends, to your neighbors, to your community, to your co-workers, to the strangers that you pass. And relax into it and just keep these things in mind. So let me know if this resonated with you at all, if, uh, if maybe you have a little bit even deeper to go or some other aspect of this, these different aspects of love, right? The, the two sides of giving and receiving and also to give and be appreciative in an open-hearted way that allows both parties to freely give and to love and to support each other and to just keep just checking yourself, gracefully check yourself so that you can let go of a desire to secretly control, let go of those fears and let it be with a ray of that infinite love. 
Thanks for taking this deep dive with me, my friends. Do get in touch with me. You can leave your comments uh, down below on YouTube or through Anchor if you're listening to the podcast. Send a voice memo. You can also email me through my website, JacquelineClaireArt.com forward slash contact. My book, Noble Beings, is available now in paperback as well as hardback, and it is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Those links are in the description box or in the show notes. If you are celebrating a Yamaha uh, coming up, then this might be a great gift for you to stock up on. If you would like to become a sponsor of this podcast or support my work, if you believe in it, you can check out the same links for Patreon or shopping some beautiful, original, spiritual realism, fine art. All right, my loves, until next time, I wish you the best for playing your unique part in making this world a better place. I'll catch you next time.